Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, uh, what? <clears throat> what's that? May, what's the date? May the 4th? May, with you, uh, what do you mean? That that means there are, uh, hold on a second, I gotta do a radio show. Hey, uh, welcome to the program. I, I'm so sorry, someone's in my ear trying to explain to me that today's date has some sort of intergalactic significance. I don't know what they're talking about. I do know, I have a few announcements to make. Uh, number one, uh, Jan Garbett has dropped her appeal uh, to lower the threshold even further to find herself a spot on the primary ballot to run for governor of the great state of Utah. I think that is the correct move. Uh, Better late than never. Uh, I have uh, not been a supporter of these legal challenges that candidate Garbett has uh, put to the governor and the lieutenant governor, but uh, I guess all is well that ends well, Uh, and I'm grateful to her. I I have nothing but respect for uh, candidate Garbett. She and I have had a number of opportunities to speak with one another. And she is presented as a as a fine individual, uh, competent and gracious and all that. And so I am happy to uh, to learn that she has dropped her appeal. I wish her nothing but the best of luck in the future. A second announcement. I have never seen a Star Wars movie. I have never seen a Star Wars movie. So whatever that means. Live long and prosper. Third announcement uh, comes from Melva Sign. She is with the Restaurants Association here in the state of Utah, uh, and she made on on Dave and Debbie's program just this morning the following prediction. We're looking at approximately anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of our restaurants closing and not reopening. Did you hear that? The Utah Restaurant Association is looking at 20 to 25 percent of associated restaurants right now with their doors closed, never to reopen as a result of this coronavirus and the precautions that you and I are taking and the orders that have been handed down by uh, certain mayors uh, around the state and certain guidelines that have been handed down by the governor and medical professionals, medical officials, including Dr. Angela Dunn, from whom we will hear today just after 1.30. She will give a situational update. Uh, as you heard in the newscast, there have been some additional positive cases here in the state of Utah, but no additional deaths to add. Uh, and so that is, that's very positive. But let me go back for a moment there to that uh, prediction by Melva Sign. She said that 20 to 25 restaurants here in the state of Utah uh, will, will close forever as a result of the financial hardship they have faced uh, as you and I together combat this coronavirus. And that's a heartbreaking thing. And there is a lot to, there's a lot to speculate there. There is a lot to examine. There's a lot to uh, learn and understand about uh, both our response to this pandemic as well as the state of preparedness uh, of these businesses. Because I'm sure that I'm sure that, that 20 to 25% reference there by Melba Sign uh, relating to the number of Utah restaurants whose doors will remain closed long after the coronavirus leaves us, I am sure that there are percentages just like that, just as heartbreaking, uh, if not larger, that uh, will be the case for other industries. There will be stores, small businesses especially, uh, those who have not put in place uh, enough of a cushion to weather the storm, whose doors are closed right now and will likely not reopen.
Well, we'll get into that uh, later on in the program, and, and as the, the weeks continue and you and I gain uh, more and more clear hindsight about the, the ramifications and the consequences of our reaction to this. But uh, I will tell you that there are a number of restaurants uh, whose doors are open. There are a number of restaurants who have taken uh, wise advantage of the ability to do delivery, uh, takeout, and drive through And with the announcement from Governor Gary Herbert of last week that we here in the state of Utah have moved from uh, a high state of risk, red, now to moderate, orange, there are a number of restaurants whose doors are open for in-room dining. We can go and we can take advantage uh, of their dining rooms once again. And uh, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't able to take advantage of any places like that over the weekend. I learned, uh, surprisingly, that there were a number of restaurants whose dining rooms remain closed, and we'll uh, go through a few of those later on. Uh, but of those whose doors are open uh, includes the wonderful Brazilian barbecue uh, Tecanos. And on the line now is uh, Kelly Byers, the restaurant manager of the Orem location. Uh, Kelly, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad. Let me ask you this. A big weekend for you. Uh, we have for, what, six weeks or so uh, been under this circumstance where you know, restaurants are operating far differently and uh, you know, having to deal with the, the drive-through and the curbside stuff and the delivery. And now with this relaxing of the, the level of risk here in the state of Utah, uh, your doors are, are, are open again. How did that go for you over the weekend? Um, it was really uh, happy and I mean anxious to get people obviously back into the the dining room. Um, of course, our number one priority um, is that is the safety for our guests and obviously our our employees as well. Um, but it was really good. We had very very positive um, feedback from the guests, and I think people are just really anxious to get out after the six weeks of kind of being down, but also um, you know they want to make sure that the environment is safe as well. So sure. it was great. Talk to me about some of the precautions. What are the changes? What's the difference in the experience now uh, today as compared to, say, three months ago? Yeah, so we're first, we're super grateful for, you know, the governor and the task force, you know, of the state of Utah, his task force, you know, and the health department just getting out those guidelines for us um, quickly so that we were able to train and kind of accommodate to make that environment for our guests. Um, But some of those things, you know, obviously that six feet, tables are six feet, um, distancing and uh, between, you know, tables and, you know, masks, gloves, um, extra sanitation, just those types of things, just very, very in strict guidance uh, with the health department, Um, you know, obviously changing of gloves quickly and washing hands constantly and just, you know, making sure that the guests see that that sanitation has come up to a whole nother level too as well. And, you know, we've always been um, in compliance with the health department and making sure that we are following and adhering to those rules. So, you know, just. Did I lose you there for a second? Did I have you? Oh, yes, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought we lost connection there for a moment. Well, thank you for that. Let me ask you this. How was the spirit uh, of those coming through your doors to uh, to dine and sit down and experience your restaurant again as the, as they haven't been able to the past little while? Smiles on everyone's faces? Was there any apprehension? What, what did you observe? <laughs> I would say. For the most part, everybody is very happy. Um, lots just, yeah, happy to be back, excited. Um, obviously, the dining procedure is different with us. Um, the You know, we, right. we still come table side, and we definitely are still all you care to eat. But the process is just a little bit different now. Um, we take orders and bring the meat and, meat and salads. We prepare everything for them and bring it straight out to the table that way now. Um, so, of course, the you know, the guests are, it's very different for everyone, but... Like I said, I would say 
almost everybody is just happy and in really good spirits. Outstanding. Uh, to be back and be able to experience things again. Well, very good. Congratulations to you for having the doors uh, open again, and congratulations to you for being able to quickly implement these guidelines, which have been handed down by, uh, as you mentioned, the governor's task force. So thanks a lot, and thanks for joining me on the program here. Kelly Byers, manager of the yes. Tacano's location in uh, Orem, Provo. Grateful to you uh, for your time. Uh, best of luck to you. You, you at work now? Thank you. Um, yeah, I am. And then uh, we're just uh, getting Salt Lake ready to open. So Salt Lake will open um, here on Tuesday. And That's they'll right. actually open takeout curbside and dining rooms just like us. Um, you know, they had to get some repairs and things done with that earthquake. So everything's back up and going. So they'll be open for dining. And we definitely recommend calling with, you know, the limited seating and, and those reservations. But, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. All right, very good, Kelly. Thanks so much. Uh, did, did you hear that? The, the Salt Lake location, uh, which is here in the Gateway, the, they, they have to open tomorrow. They weren't able to open over the weekend because uh, of earthquake repairs. Remember, <laughs> it feels like an eternity ago, but uh, we here in the state of Utah, in the midst of this pandemic, had ourselves an earthquake. I sometimes forget about that. And this morning when they let me know uh, that the Salt Lake location at Taconos was opening tomorrow, uh, I thought, well, why? And then to tell me that, oh, well, they're wrapping up earthquake repairs. I thought, geez, that is, man, oh, man. If it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. No, I swear, I've never seen a single episode uh, of Star Wars. Episode nothing. Never seen Star Wars. Nah, 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 nah. Nothing. So may the fourth be with whoever. Next up, we're going to be talking North Korea. Kirk Larson is a professor at Brigham Young University. There have been so many questions swirling Kim Jong-un, his whereabouts, his health. Is he even alive? And maybe, maybe over the weekend, we spotted him cutting a ribbon. We're going to talk to the experts, see what all this means, if it means anything, ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Is that now, Amy? What'd you say? The, oh, episode one, The Phantom Menace. That's the best one? Cool. Okay, cool. All right, well, I'll start there. Uh, and if you think it's the best one, that's where I'll start watching all of the Star Wars movies with Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to do a radio show here. Uh, sorry, guys. I was just talking behind the scenes there. Uh, uh, I got some great advice. I, I guess The Phantom Menace is the best one. And that's what I guess all the Star Wars fans agree uh, upon. So, hey, are they right? Phantom Menace. That's where I'll be starting. Uh, okay, uh, as you heard earlier, I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies, and I'm open to suggestions on how to best enjoy that uh, American classic uh, of science fiction cinema. What a great thing. Uh, oh, got a voicemail? All right, let me see here. Let me figure out how to push the correct buttons here. Uh, voicemail uh, engage. That uh, never seen any episode of Star Wars isn't something to brag about. That's weird. 
in today's society, and honestly, it's a little bit creepy. Oh, n- hold on a second. How'd that get in there? It's creepy not to have seen a Star Wars? Oh, man, I think I hit the wrong voicemail button. <sighs> All right, listen, it turns out I need some straightening out on this Star Wars issue. 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Would you straighten me out? Uh, send me a note. Got a few good notes so far telling me uh, that uh, I am not qualified to host a radio program. For, okay, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, did he learn nothing working with Doug Wright in the movie? I'm going to skip that one. Uh, what is wrong with him? What planet does he come from? Certainly not our. Well, shoot. Uh, okay, w- would you send me a, a text message? I-, I haven't gotten any yet. 57500. That's uh, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, straighten me out on this Star Wars issue. In the meantime, though, I want to talk to you uh, again about restaurants. Here in the state of Utah, we learned that last week, as we transitioned from high risk red to moderate risk orange, again, uh, under this coronavirus world we're living, that restaurants are now able to reopen their dining room. That if they observe certain requirements and put in place certain protocols, that they can welcome patrons, you and me, back into their restaurant to sit down and enjoy a meal with our families. And I was troubled to learn, as Amy and I were working together to to get a sense of how this was going for all these restaurateurs, that there were many restaurants uh, ill-prepared to reopen their doors. That despite the fact that the guidelines have been relaxed and that changes have been made here in the state of Utah and that the the recommendations are now that the risk is uh, less severe than it was and that dining in-room is okay, that there are a number of restaurants that are not yet prepared. Let me play for you uh, one quick clip uh, from Melva Sign. Uh, she, of course, is the uh, she's the spokesperson for the Utah Restaurants Association. She's been at that job for a number of years. She understands the industry here in the state of Utah. And when I heard her say something this morning on Dave and Debbie's program, it made uh, it, it caught my breath. I I had to stop. I had to rewind, listen again, and make sure I heard her correctly. Uh, here's Melva and a and a figure that she uh, shared this morning on Dave and Debbie's program. We're looking at approximately anywhere from twenty to twenty five percent of our restaurants closing and not reopening. Twenty to twenty five restaurants here in the state of Utah closing and not reopening, and not reopening. It's a serious thing. So now let's walk through how various restaurants are responding to uh, the new circumstances under which we're living now, the, <laughs> the new orange world we're living. Uh, Amy had a conversation with uh, George Katsarakis, who's the manager of Crown Burger on 2nd South and 4th East. Uh, the, the Crown Burger, all the locations, in fact, uh, they are remaining open for business, uh, but not their dining rooms. Uh, Crown Burgers around the state uh, are open, uh, but they are still under the circumstances of yesterday when uh, drive-through, delivery, and pickup orders are the only options. Uh, uh, Amy asked uh, what the considerations are for not reopening. We're looking at approximately anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of our restaurants closing and not reopening. Obviously, that's not what I wanted to play, but it bears repeating and is a startling figure that that many, up to a quarter of Utah restaurants may not open here. I've got the correct audio now. Uh, this again from George Katsarakis, who's the manager of a Crown Burger here in Utah, on why uh, they have not reopened the dining rooms. We want to be safe. We want our customers, our employees, and the community to be safe. And at the same time, we, we really want to and need to get back to work. It's a confusing time, but it's... A lot of restrictions, and I think some of those open us up to 
just a lot of liability too, really. You know, um, if we're not ready, maybe we're just not ready. But with all those restrictions, I think it makes it harder on us. Um, and just to feel good about opening. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, prudence, I suppose. I, I think if I'm a restaurateur, I'd be scrambling, maybe working a few all-nighters in preparation for the ability to reopen. But, uh, you know, every <laughs> everyone handles their business the way they handle their business. And uh, before uh, Amy said goodbye to, to Mr. Katsarakis there, again, Crown Burger Manager, she asked, are you getting enough business right now uh, with carryout and delivery and drive-through to, to maintain your business model? Not enough to survive. And I'll tell you that the there's two Kramberger's downtown, us on 2nd South and 4th East, and then my cousins on 3rd West and North Temple. They're having the, the hardest time. And I'll tell you, because downtown, we survive on business people, events um, going on, you know, having just the different conventions. That's we, we survive a lot on that to where our other restaurants will be out more around residential areas. So, no, this isn't enough to sustain over too long of a period. You know, I mean, we're, we're taking a hit. Some of the other restaurants uh, you've heard of are in similar circumstances. Uh, Amy did some good legwork for me this morning and reached out to a number uh, of restaurants. Hires Big H, uh, restaurant officer over there, Mark Hale, says that uh, they're not looking to open dining uh, open dine in until things go back to normal. Now, as you know, uh, the way hires works, they have all those drive-up stalls, and it just doesn't uh, make business sense. Uh, this, again, according to uh, Mr. Hale with Hires Big H, it doesn't make business sense uh, when we can't have a high volume inside. But uh, lucky for hires, and there's some other drive uh, drive-up restaurants around the state. There. are faring a, a little better than other folks. Rodizio Grill, another Bra- Brazilian barbecue. We spoke earlier this morning with Tacanos. Uh, they are open for business. Uh, Rodizio, uh, oh, they have a, a voicemail here. Let's see, let's see what Rodizio had to say. Uh, Amy called him this morning. And Rodizio Grill at the beautiful shops at Riverwoods in Provo. We are grateful to announce a limited reopening of the restaurant on Tuesday, May 5th. We will follow all of the important health directives to ensure both you and our staff remain safe. We will limit seating. Okay, so we heard uh, from Rodizio there. They're going to open back up for uh, in-store dining tomorrow. Red Iguana says they're going to continue to offer curbside pickup and delivery only for the time being. Uh, Brick Oven in South Jordan, that's closed entirely. And in Provo, they've got curbside and home delivery only. Uh, they have a, a note on their website that says they pride themselves in providing a clean and fun environment for all guests. However, as many may be aware, we will be closing our dining room starting on the uh, 19th of March. So uh, they've been uh, closed since then. Uh, anyway, so fingers crossed for uh, all of those restaurants. And I, I left out, I, I know, countless other favorites here in the state of Utah. I probably left out your favorite. Um, but uh, the way to get them back up and running is to patronize them. If they, uh, If they get your business, they will be in a better position to reopen. And uh, we hopefully together can combat the unfortunate reality, or at least the unfortunate prediction uh, made by Melva Sign with the restaurant industry that here in the state of Utah, we, as a result of the coronavirus, are going to lose one quarter of all Utah restaurants. Heartbreaking thing. Uh, anyway, lots of lessons to be learned. Going to take a break right now. When we come back, my guest, Senator Mitt Romney. He's got something in the works called Patriot Pay. He'd like to give some of those essential workers a bonus of up to $12 an hour. We'll get the details from the senator next on Live Mike.
I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.